Hey, it's David with Beyond the Clef, and I'm here with uh, Mr. Pete Hazard again. Thank you so much for making time two days in a row Absolutely. to be on our podcast. Uh, so we were talking about teacher burnout, and that's something that we face in all parts of the profession. Yep. Uh, but particularly, it hits uh, home for you in the band world. It does. And choir and orchestra and everything. I, I think it's a, it's a huge problem. We've become the victims of our own uh, of our own success in the state of Texas, I think, and in music education in general. You know, when a community understands the value of a robust and relevant arts education, there becomes an expectation that it just continues to go to that next level. And if, as servant leaders, if we're not careful, we're going to give so much of ourselves to that profession and so much of ourselves to our students that we're not going to leave any left over for us. And, and it, you know, it's one of those things I suffered with and dealt with as a young teacher, and I had to learn to overcome. There, there's a lot in the personal help market uh, about time management. Something switched with me probably five or six years ago when I moved into administration where I realized it really wasn't about time management. It was about energy management. Dan Pink's got a wonderful book entitled When, in which he talks about chronobiology and that our, our bodies move on these natural circadian rhythms that we have to become aware of and we have to try to pair activities uh, to the right kinds of rhythms that we have personally throughout the day. And so, um, you know, being able to know when to do administrative tasks, knowing when to uh, do the teaching part of things, and being able to uh, have those weave in and out throughout the day so that we can maximize the amount of energy that we bring to our job is incredibly important. But so much of burnout happens from lack of planning. You know, I think being able to proactively plan and sit down uh, and, and, and really look through kind of what the ideal week looks like, what the ideal quarter, or really even, uh, and when I say quarter, I mean calendar, quarterly calendar, uh, but also the ideal uh, approach as we go to preparing for rehearsals, moving into major concerts. The more planning we can do, the more we can feel that sense of regular daily accomplishment that can, can help us uh, avoid that burnout. The other thing that I've learned over time is that uh, self-care is a leadership habit that we have to develop. We talked earlier about James Clear's Atomic Habits. And one of the things that I think is important in there is that we have to develop the habit as music educators of taking care of ourselves. Regular rest, regular, uh, uh, um, uh, regular workout routines, eating right. Those are things that we have to avoid the temptation to blow off and we have to take seriously in developing those habits to help keep us from getting to that point where we're so burned out we don't have anything to give to our students. Our students deserve the very best, but in order to give them the best, we have to be at our best as well. I felt like about year five in my teaching career yeah. was so pivotal because year one and two, uh, it seems like everything's new and you're like, you know, I'm bad at this, yep. but I know it and I'm going to get better. I'm going to get better. And at about year five, it starts to really hit that you're like, I'm still not as good as I want to be. I'm not great like these people around right. me. And it was really hard for me to get over that hump. What would you say to someone who's in their, I'll say fifth year maybe, or really anybody who's facing that feeling burnout right now? Yeah, I would even go so far as to say three, five, seven. 
I've noticed it over the years that year three, year five, and year seven are pretty significant humps. And if you can get past year seven, there's a good sense of longevity in our career. I think it has to do with who we surround ourselves with. You know, there's a difference in this profession between networking to try to get ahead and get a promotion and developing relationships. And it all revolves around the people that we surround ourselves with. So for me, it was when my concept shifted from bringing in clinicians to work with my groups to having musical and personal mentors that would come around me. One really pivotal person for me was John Whitwell. When John Whitwell came and started spending time with me as a teacher, I started having a different perspective on what this whole music education thing was about. So, and if I look back on my career, and I look back on the career of a lot of our younger teachers, those pivotal times of who they set, who they allow themselves to be around has an incredible impact on, on what that perspective can be. And I think that the other thing is it's just maintaining perspective. It's constantly trying to grow in that perspective and realizing that it really is about uh, those students that we have in front of us. I have a real pet peeve in music education, and that is I think a lot of us try to position ourselves as the hero in the story arc of what we do. You know, in the Star Wars saga, we want to be Luke Skywalker. But at the end of the day, that's not... Han Solo. Or Han Solo, until he was <laughs> killed by his son. That's a different Spoiler. story. Spoiler. Oh, my Spoiler gosh. Alert. Spoiler exactly. Alert. Spoiler alert. If you don't know what's going on <laughs> in 2020. But um, the problem with that is that's not our role. Our students are really the heroes in the story. We're supposed to be the guide. And when we position ourselves as Yoda in that story, then we can more effectively manage that burnout because the perspective isn't on our growth or the music that we want to do or the way we want our programs to run. It's about what's in the best interest of those students. And when the focus is in the right place, we maintain that perspective. And that can only come when we're young teachers from having mentors and people around us that have that kind of perspective. Great. Well, thank you so much. And you heard it here first. We have to be more like a force ghost. Be more be like a force ghost. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Appreciate you being on. Thanks.